Welcome to Trust the Journey. I'm Jason Maletsky. And I'm Melanie Curtis. Our mission is to live, laugh, love, and learn together with you. We're here to create conscious connections, to grow and contribute through our practice of openness, honesty, vulnerability, humility, and trust. Trusting the entire journey. Definitely. (laughs) If you want to find us on the internet, our handle is trustthejourney.today. That's where you can find us on Instagram, on Patreon, on Facebook, and on our website where you can subscribe to the show. You can click the little button there and join our group and we'll send you an email every week and notify you whenever there's a new episode coming out. And if you want to become a member of our Trust the Journey family, you can do that through clicking the other button. It says join and donate on Patreon and you can join our family there. Right on, exactly. And even listening and that's it. You're already a part of our family and we're so grateful that you're here. So right on, guys. Thanks so much for being here as always. All right, here we go. Cool. So in this episode, we are we're going to do a deep dive on friendship. Talk about the the importance of it, our experiences with it and ways you can make friends or deepen your friendships at any point or stage in your life. I think this is a really super awesome topic, and I'm stoked that we're doing this. Yeah, Um, friends. Yeah, I know. Oh, my gosh. It's an undeniably prolific and powerful force and relationship in my life, undeniably. I... uh, I'm just going to jump right in because I went to this thing in New York the other day. I uh, got to go to sort of like a book party for a new book that came out that's entitled Friendship. And the subtitle is The Evolution, Biology, and Extraordinary Power of Life's Fundamental Bond. Basically, so it's, it's this book here for people watching on YouTube. It's by Lydia Denworth. I have not read it yet, but... I'm excited to read it because of the science. It's basically a science-based book talking about the importance of friendship. I know. I'm stoked. I'm super into it. And what's cool is that and why I was so excited to go to this event and and just to meet this this person and obviously meet other people and all all the things is because of what I just said, that it's so clear in my life how critically important to my both personal happiness, my personal fulfillment and well-being, and my professional success that friendship is. Like friendship is so important to both of those things in my personal and professional life. You know, I was sitting on the couch the other day with a friend of mine and we were just discussing the simple value of conversation, right? Just how much true like life meaning there is to be able to just share with somebody that you trust and converse and laugh and be silly and tell stories and just forget about you forget about all the other stuff like you forget about being alive even if you're telling stories about all the other stuff that relationship that that relating piece of being able to to relate to somebody and to share and to connect you know it's so, so powerful. Um, I'm going to quote one of my other friends sent me a, a, 
an email just last week. It was a, I think it's a two year anniversary of his uh, sobriety. And um, he sent the email saying that if there's anything that's the opposite of addiction, that it's connection. Yeah. And that's truly, that's what friendship provides us is that connection. Yeah. And typically in the healthier, in healthy friendships and relationships, there's that space of total non-judgment where we're able to feel safe and feel seen and step into the sharing that you're talking about. Because, and that's the thing, and I, I distinguish it as healthy versus not healthy because there are plenty of, quote, friendships that are not healthy, that trust doesn't exist, and yet we still participate in those relationships until it's, I guess, time for us to part ways or we have an elevated experience of consciousness and we make that conscious choice or whatever. That's kind of a different path of, of this discussion. But in the positive realm, if we talk about, quote, healthy relationships and friendships, I would say one of the key components is that safe emotional safety and non-judgment peace such that we can be seen, we can let our guard down, we can laugh, we can relax, and we can feel supported in those times that we feel like we need support when we are in challenge or in personal struggle. You, you had me thinking about the differences between friendship per se, like when we're, we're connecting with somebody out of our choice and perhaps, uh, you know, acquaintances or relationships that we have for working purposes or, or family, or, you know, there's all these different types of connections that we, we have to make for whatever reason. And they're not necessarily friendships per se, or the level of friendship that's involved there, you know, the relationship might not be at the level of friendship, you know, there's a a defining difference. For me, anyways, there's a defining difference between having a relational interaction with somebody because of a work acquaintance, and, you know, having somebody who comes over and hangs out on the couch, or you go and do things together, or take trips together, or you know, you pick up the phone and call when you're you're feeling like you want to check in or see how they're doing, you know? Yeah, it's at this event the other night, one of the things that the woman, the author shared was that one statistic that the biggest, one of the biggest or the biggest, I'd have to fact check this, but basically it's in this realm. The biggest factor at the age of 50, so they did this this study on people on early death or extended life, and the biggest factor at age 50 that indicated whether someone would die early or live longer is the health and quality of their relationships, inclusive of friendship. Really? Yes. It's fucking biggest, super hardcore, yeah. The biggest factor. That's what they said. I mean, we can fact check it. I can look up, look it up in the book. But regardless, whether it's the biggest or one of the biggest, either way, it's very toward the top of the list. The importance of it is very statistically proven. It sounds like, I mean, at least what I hear in there, just just taking that snippet, you know, and thinking about what does that really mean? is it it probably sounds like it's a reflection of our, our greater well-being, right? 
like the health of your relationships is kind of a reflection of the the health of you as a person like how well do you relate to yourself one would hope is it, is, is a mirror of how well you relate to others i hope right? so yeah. i can't imagine there's not some part of that going on yeah and before i forget to share this piece you mentioned the differing levels of connection and relationship. And this was another stat that stuck out to me in that particular event was that we can meet someone and go, oh, yes, we're fast friends, right? I've had that experience many times where I meet someone and I feel connected with them. We share easily, quickly, you know, at appropriate levels, yada, 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 sometimes not. <laughs> I've had plenty of those experiences in my younger days. But anyway, one of the things that they said was that you can think that and feel that, but you're not really even reaching the level of friendship for real, real. And I know this is by a subjective definition until you reach 50 hours together. So there's a trust building process. And so we've mentioned the word trust already, but that's a an important piece. And I mean, again, I go to the both side of the house of cool, I want to have more connected, authentic, safe, etc. relationships. And that to me implies I must build trust through experience with this person over time. And so because trust can't be built instantaneously, theoretically, right? Theoretically, trust is only built over time and experience and sharing. And so we also don't want to hijack and we cannot hijack that process. And a lot of people try to skip that. So there's a patience piece there when it comes to really building friendships that have actual emotional safety that can be fully trusted outside of the realm of spiritual trust. Does that make sense? Yeah, I totally see where you're coming from. I'm, I'm kind of just thinking through some examples in my mind of my own life um, or, or just generalized versions of like when it's easy to find ourselves connecting with somebody. And I think it's um, generally when somebody has a personality, a character that's well-developed, that says a lot about who they are about very quickly it's not necessarily trust per se, as you're talking about, right? So I was just looking at both sides of that coin going, well, yeah, sometimes you walk into a room and 30 seconds after you meet somebody, you feel completely confident to be able to engage them open and sharing and and ask their advice on something from somebody that you may have no idea about their history or where their perspective is coming from. But you can generally pick that up by mannerisms, body language, energy aura you know the things the the things that people give off so i would agree with that statement that personal trust has to be built over time but i think that as beings we can tell when somebody is uh energetically safe person to be around and when somebody's energetically risky yeah for sure yeah. oh yeah definitely yeah, I mean, that's a, this is a complex thing. I would not even remotely put this type of conversation into a black and white, this is when it's safe, this is when it's not safe, this is when we can know, and this is when we can't know. I don't think that's the case at all. I absolutely echo the, in the shorter term, 
building of friendship, right? So say we meet someone new and we have an experience with them. Sometimes trust is bolstered at the beginning based on the community through which we meet them, through a referral, trusted referral, through that energetic, intuitive read, whatever, et cetera. Even still, those things are not, they don't take the place in my experience of longer term built trust through time and experience. Uh, I've definitely had experiences where I'm like, oh, cool, I'm meeting someone through this group or I'm meeting someone because of this person and I deep dive on trust too soon and it's burned me. No question about it that I've had those experiences. We've all had that experience. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm not suggesting that we can't make instant and deep connections. I absolutely believe we can. My very best friend, Shannon Hernandez, she is one of those people. We emailed at, this is back in the day, I think we can barely remember what year we met. We feel that connected (laughs) in life, but it was like 2004 or five or one of those years when I was leading Chicks Rock at Skydive Elsinore. And we had emailed about her being like, uh, you know, massaging people, being a massage therapist at the event, and we hadn't met, da-da-da. Anyway, it was literally one of those experiences where we saw each other like across the the way. (laughs) And we literally felt deeply connected from that point on, and neither of us were even that far into our own personal growth journey like she wasn't even that spiritual yet I wasn't even I was hardly on a growth path other than just doing the things that I wanted to do and being brave in the ways that I knew how at that point but we very much set a template for our friendship and we over time really lived into that and our template was basically that we we are the template for the world of what's possible when it comes to friendship and love and connection, like that we can change the world one person at a time by being an example of what's possible in friendship. And we have absolutely been that in my experience with us over time. And so it's been, you know, gosh, 14 years, 15 years, something like that. Yeah. Yeah. She's a wonderful human. I really appreciate her along with yourself. These are very beautiful mirrors of each other. (laughs) Thank you. And we are ironically and comically quite different in a lot of ways, too. Quite. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Just to note that for people listening, if you don't know Shannon and don't know me that well. You know, I was um, listening to you a few minutes ago, and what was coming into my mind was how friendships come and go and so you know you had said black and white and it made me think about how at some points in our life a particular person is perfect for for us you know they're the the best friend that we could ever hope for at whatever you know moment we find ourselves on our journey and at other moments that friendship completely dissolves and separates and goes different ways and it's not like it, and this comes back to the everything being for us kind of context of the universe always just putting what we need in front of us for who we are at whatever particular point in time and us being uh, attracting or um, uh, repelling whatever things we 
do want or don't want within our in our lives. So I was relating to actually yeah last night uh, when I was sitting around thinking about this topic, I was thinking about you know high school friends and the people you grow up with and how sometimes we maintain bonds over a very long period of time and other times those fade away and how much um, physical relativity, like how close we are to somebody, whether we still live around the corner from them or whether we've moved away and live somewhere else and whether these factors play in or whether or not a friendship forms over great distance and maybe you've never been close to somebody but you maintain a very tight relationships even though the physical distance might be uh might be large so i guess what i was getting to there was the idea that we're in a constant state of change we never the same person even though part of us always has this we're we're always the same there's, there's part of our understanding of ourselves that we are us and that that's probably the that understanding point is like the only part that doesn't change. Um, but the friends that come and go through our lives seem to be very specifically selected for us in in the sense that it's almost as though we don't choose our friends, our friends are chosen for us. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, like the universe having our back and this is what you need. I, I, yeah, I'm such a believer in that. Oh, my God. Yeah. Big time. And it's, It's interesting to just watch how we might be so just deeply connected to somebody and all that trust is built and all that relationship is there and, you know, you you feel totally comfortable to sit on somebody's couch in your underwear kind of concept, you know, and then at a different point, that's just not the case anymore because their paths, you know, get closer and they get further apart depending on which direction we're going as as individuals, you know. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, people grow and change. We grow and change our paths. It's uh, we can be on a divergent path and maybe later in life that path comes back together. Maybe it doesn't. Maybe there's an experience of, you know, severed trust where it's, you know, you know, theoretically irreparable. I mean, I'd like to think that trust is always potentially, you know, correctable or fixable or healable, as it were, if certain things were to come to pass. But I also am okay with that not happening in this life, right? You know, if that happens, it's maybe part of, it's part of what is our, part of our journey and part of our healing. And the reason I bring that up is I've had certainly had experiences where that's happened. One specific story in this type of case is with one of my college friends. We were very, very close and uh, it's very long story. It's a long story, but very long story short. I've written about it. It's in my book, but uh, basically I was dating this guy and uh, he lived near where she lived and she was getting married and I was going to bring this guy and I was like, oh, cool. Yay. You guys can meet before the thing and very before the wedding. And I'm, you know, I was supposed to give this speech on love and this, the whole thing. And basically, long story short, they end up hooking up and yeah, super, super de- like betrayal of trust big time. And that ended our friendship. I did not really? go to the, I did not go to that wedding. Yeah, I did not go <laughs> to that surprise. wedding and <laughs> it was really really painful. 
What came out of that, though, and this is was an experience where I, and this is a long time ago, by the way, but it was a big one for me because not only did I have to make the decision to not go and feel like that was the most loving choice for this friend, like truly at the time I was so torn because I wanted to do the quote right thing. And I struggled with, do I still go and try to work this out and try to move through this thing right here, right now? Or do I, you know, do what's right and best for my own heart, which at that time was to not attend. And that equally and really and truly in my heart felt also like the most loving move for this friend in the sense that there had to be repercussion for that choice that she made as well. And so that was super tough. The other piece of that particular story for me was that another friend basically stepped up and and said, change your flight, we're going to go on a vacation, and I'm we're going to go together and we're going to turn this into something better and awesome for you or whatever. I don't think she said that per se, but that's basically what happened. And I'm where actually I'm wearing a ring today from the trip that I bought. I bought this ring on that trip with this friend. And so inside of a like bigger, longer term trust being completely annihilated, a different new trust of from this other person was brought into my life. And we are still very close. And I still count her as one of my closest friends because she was there for me. And just to wrap this up is that sort of goes to the complexity of this, right? Because we could go to forgiveness. You know, I I definitely worked through this thing with myself and with this friend that I had the breakdown with. And we and I expressed forgiveness and I feel deep forgiveness, not from a judgmental state, but it was big. That said, it didn't mean that we were going to be close again because that trust for me was really painfully and powerfully destroyed. So and that all comes from where you are at that point in your life and the values that you hold. So. I'm not saying it was right or wrong or this or that. It's more just like that's what occurred in my own life. And I definitely tend to believe that statement is from when I'm almost done here. But one of my, it's a really silly movie, but I, I really love this quote that came from it. The, uh, the movie is That Awkward Moment. And the quote is, being there for someone when they really need you, that's all relationships are. That's all they are. (laughs) Like that is one of my most favorite quotes of all time because it basically is like, that's all they are. You know, you just, that's all they are. (laughs) So there's a lot in there, but I think that's it. That speaks to the complexity of friendship and all these competing forces of forgiveness and doing what we can and doing the best we can, even in the most challenging of circumstances. You know, the friend um, being there for someone, that 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 concept, I feel like 
it's really powerful, right? The lately I've been very lucky to have had people in my life, yourself included, amongst many others that I I feel are always there for me. That if I pick up the phone and say, "Hey," you know, I, mean, I reach out. I want to connect. I need to check in. I want to, you know, just feel connected. You want to have that that relationship in place when you, that feeling of need to have, you know, another person who can relate to and who does relate. You know, who's not just, you know, there's that difference between somebody who's listening but maybe isn't personally connected to your journey, you know, who you are and where you've come from and what you're going through and what's happening within your particular experience. All that is, it's very individual, you know? And I think once we do make that deeper connection with people and once we do start to share on that level of intimacy that really says, yeah, I'll tell you who I am. I tell you, you know, what's going on and, and I don't, feel embarrassed or ashamed or uh, there's nothing that I, I need to hide from you as a person you know, or, or feel as though I need to hide from you you know that's really such a beautiful space to be able to be in it's so freeing right it's so I feel like free doesn't even wrap up but the, the statement it's there's an openness to ourselves. I feel like our version of who we are in some ways always has some kind of a perimeter, some kind of a defense layer that we have to protect ourselves from the unknown. And that when, when we have our tribe or our peeps or whatever we like prefer to call them, that we have that connection as a secondary layer of protection because now we have somebody there who who cares about us and so it magnifies and multiplies that our energies connect and now we can relax a little bit because we don't have to hold that perimeter as much ourselves we have somebody else who's going to also hold that for us um it's and in that, there's a, there's this energetic shift in ourselves of being like, oh, I can relax a little bit because somebody's got my back. Yeah. You know? And that time. that is the... Yeah, I feel like there's no other time in my life when I, when I chill, when I totally let go more than when I know somebody's got my back. And that's something is interesting is we can, we can do that with ourselves in a lot of ways, right? We can actually build this trust in ourself through our own behaviors and our own not letting ourselves down to where we know that we've got our back, where we can start to relax more as a person. That's interesting. Yeah, that was one of the biggest takeaways that I, from that story I just told was one of my biggest takeaways was understanding that I could, I would be okay. Because I basically ended up writing a piece about what makes a a a deal breaker or not with a friend you know what what are those those things that decide what we uh, you know wh- why we will trust or not trust and we can never of course predict the infinite potential outcomes of the this messy human experience we're all doing our best to get through you know i 
we've all done things that we're not proud of. You know what I mean? Like there's zero judgment. I really feel zero judgment about that story now in my heart because I have really, really reflected deeply on it. And it also begs the question of what are those things? What what does matter to us in our friendships? And even with that clarity, recognizing and surrendering to that we can't control anything or anyone. And what we can rest easy in is our own capability to handle whatever comes our way. And yeah, for sure, for me, I echo that when I feel like people have my back, I feel safer in the world, even when I, with a cultivated trust in myself and my own capability, it, it magnifies my feeling of well-being and safety and happiness for sure. But if we're talking about it from the realm of safety and feeling better and more supported, that is like massive. So kind of swing us back around a little bit. What do you feel like um, as far as growing up and, and moving through the different phases in our lives? You know, like we have our early childhood friends, you know, like the earliest that we can remember per se, and then developing into, you know, uh, adolescence and youths. <laughs> yeah youths and young adults and then into adulthood and young or young adulthood and then you know midlife and moving into a more mature phase in life I feel like there's there's a commonality between how our friendships develop and what do they mean and how they connect and, and what they carry for us but there's also a difference that there's something as we get older about how we tend to choose our friends or why we choose our friends that's a little bit different than when we're younger and and I guess let me let me phrase that up is that maybe the circumstances when we're younger are a little more limiting to our demographic or accessibility and as we get older and as the world changes we're now open to you know, any finding friends anywhere in the world. There might be a few examples that are outside of that, like a, having a pen pal when you're a kid, you know, that you, yeah. you meet somebody on the other side of the world through, I don't know if you did that. I did that when I, I was totally a kid. I totally did. You did that? Yeah, yeah, I, had an, I yeah. had a pen pal in Alaska. In Alaska? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, cool. So do you like, so I feel like most of the friends that I have now live all over the world. Me too. Um, yeah, same. And I have local friends, but the friends that I'm closest to are generally widely dispersed. And, and I feel like that in itself says a lot about the difference between when we're younger and when we're older and how our lifestyles change and how we start to be more selective of why we're choosing somebody to connect with and not the the pool that we have to choose from per se, you know? Yeah, for sure. I mean, gosh, this, it's funny how this conversation, the, the, the directions conversation is going for me, but the, uh, the, uh, that seems very apparent to me in my life. The, uh, we are young at, 
and we have a certain set of people that are we are exposed to. We are grow up in a certain set of ideas and ideologies and values. And as we grow and change, those ideas and uh, and ideologies and values that we choose for ourselves absolutely dictate changes in our relationships and dictate friends that we opt to be close to. At least for me, that has been very clear. And it also is part of why certain relationships are no more in our lives, why we may consciously choose to move forward from a friendship or we may simply grow apart from a person. You know, so those those experiences of growing apart, I think, are very much connected to or choosing apart either way, whether someone chooses away from you or whether you choose away from someone else. I think it's very much dictated by what and how we have grown in what matters to us and our ability to consciously choose in alignment with those things that are different than maybe how we grew up. Yeah, that's a really good point. I feel like when I was younger, a lot of my friendships were based on where I went to school or where I was working, you know, the circumstances that I found myself in life. And now that I'm older, my friendships are more based on my life choices about who I am and what I value rather than what I happen to be doing or where I happen to live. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's funny you say that because one of my goals the last like few years has been making more friends where I live. And this is something I've come across with clients a lot is that people will find themselves later in life and be like, shit, I don't have any friends. I mean, like, and I sort of laugh at that because it's of course we have friends. You know, there are people in our lives that we could categorically call friends but what when people say that and when I came up against that myself I was like well of course I have friends but what I don't have is a certain level of connection and frequency of that connection and for me it was very much relative to my in-person because because what you talked about before because I have a lot of friends all over I was like cool I'm good I was I didn't really think about friendship in a very intentional way in my life other than my best friends. I would I'm always intentional in those zones, making effort and time and being willing to travel and etc. So I would absolutely say that to people as a, a directive if you want to nurture and keep your friendships deep and alive and growing together, make that time and effort. But yeah, for me, I had to go Oh, there's a gap in my life. I want to have more people that physically live near me that I would consider friends in the realm of my values now. Like so who are the, so then what does that mean? I started to go, okay, I'm going to try to start connecting with like-minded groups in my area. I'm going to be more vulnerable in my sharing to see who meets me at those levels. I'm, you know, and I'm saying that from a perspective of emotional safety as well, an appropriate level of sharing for a the newness of the of the friendship or the relationship. 
But yeah, anyway, for me, that's been a big deal. And I'm happy to say that I've done that over the last few years that I very much feel that I've cultivated a community and a set of friends near where I live. And I also recognize those friends are still relatively new and will require nurturing over time if they are to continue. And that's responsibility I hold very close to my heart and as as a priority in my life. I think it's a beautiful investment, right? Yeah. When When we choose to invest and dedicate time into friendship, it's it's there's risk involved like any investment you know where you never know what the outcome is going to be you might put a bunch of energy into a relationship with somebody and then find out that you're not as aligned as you thought you were yeah and that maybe that investment's gonna go to the wayside and where you know the time spent is time spent but i feel like it's about always pulling the positive out of it and, and recognizing the value uh and also recognizing that our expectations are a lot of what that's about. We're the ones coming up with an idea of what that should look like. And unless we actually speak it and say it and agree upon these kinds of ideas with somebody, then they're just expectations that live in our own mind and they can't really be, you know, it's not like we can hold somebody accountable to our ideas, right? Except for ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. Chosen family. That's something I wrote on my list. Yeah, I wrote that too. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like that for me derives, it derives from friendship, of course. Special friends. Lately, I've had a group of friends, which, um, now, which book did I pull this out of? I believe this is from, no, it is from uh, Jim Collins' writings, yeah, and it's the personal BOD concept, yeah, and I think totally. I've mentioned this on the show before. I love this concept. Um, yeah, so I've been putting this into application for um, over a year now, probably a year and a half or so, uh, where I've heard about the concept and reading Jim Collins books and I thought about it and I'm like because he talks about it and it's it was actually I picked it up he was in his interview with Tim Ferriss nice right where the concept comes from and so I did further reading from his his writings but the concept comes from the idea of having a select group of people that we purposefully choose and communicate with to say I would like you to be on my personal board of directors and having a selected group to say when I'm going to make a big decision in my life I'm going to check in with my BOD and see what they think about it and so you know when it comes to like a big relationship decision or financial decision or work or like something that's a key choice where we're going to make choices about our life that's got our greater destiny involved that there's a group of people that are going to have varying opinions about our about the decision we're going to make and you know i think that the the strength in a board of directors is it's not an indiv- not an individual it's not a ceo type thing or a person 
um, you know, uh, but they're the kind of people who have vested interest and truly are involved in looking at what those decisions and repercussions are going to look like in our lives. So I've had a good long think about it and I spent a good amount of time and interesting that the people that I've chosen are very, very, of course, they're very meaningful and trustworthy people in my life. But I would say like none of them are local friends. They're not just a person that I, you know, hang out with close by. They're people that I've found through the time that I've known them tend to be able to think and care on a level that is from a great higher vantage point, you know, to be able to observe a situation and, and make it help make a decision or reflect a decision, you know, to, to really be that guiding voice of friendship, you know? Yeah. So I, I love the concept. I've really been enjoying it and I've been spending more time with these people because of it. I found that the the process of evoking this and I've sent everybody a message to be like, I want you, but want my board of directors, I want you to be there. And then also calling them up, you know, uh, when I need advice or when I need some help or whatever the circumstance is. And, and it's really tightened that bond and it's a, it feels great. It's been a super fun process. I love that. I love the intention that you've brought to that. I, I, one of the things like as I kind of as I was prepping for the episode two, I was jotting down a list of how do we deepen or nurture our friendships if we want to do that? If we find ourselves in that situation, how do we do that? And one of the things that I wrote down was to share more vulnerably yourself. Another thing I wrote down was invite people to be a part of your creative projects or teams like that's just something I've done and I wouldn't I mean I would certainly call your life a creative project <laughs> thanks <laughs> double thumbs up from Jay <laughs> and so I love that you're doing that and I think as a result doing hard things quote unquote giving people the opportunity to be there for us is just as important as us being there for them. Like I, the best friendships and the best relationships I have in my life are very much both ways, you know, where we each can be there for each other and we each trust each other and are willing to be brave in that kind of way where we are sharing it that in that way. And I it's a really positive, awesome, cool thing. I the way that you describe the personal board of directors is that that's a pretty badass project. You know what I mean? Like that's a badass team for a really badass reason, aka the best and optimal life for you, someone they love. How fucking cool is that? Like mega. Love it. It's a powerful recognition, too, because I feel like early on in our lives, that responsibility falls on our parents. And then uh, maybe our uh, our parish or our pastors, like our, our spiritual leaders, 
uh, and our teachers, our professors, these kinds of people tend to play the roles, our grandparents, our parents, uh, family members. But as we get older, we don't always have those same people around, you know, especially when we reach middle age in life. I mean, a lot of us, our parents have passed on as you get older, and now you're looking to see who are the people that we we look to for guidance. Uh, well, so what also came up for me when we were talking just a minute ago was the consideration of uh, what I really appreciated and it's super fun is when we have friendships that are not boundaried by age. Yeah, totally. You know, like when we have friends that are double our age <laughs> totally. or friends with little tiny children, you know? Yeah. And, and there's no relationship to say we like to do the same things or anything like that, you know? Yeah, um, I do. Jim yes. Hickey, I can't not shout his name out. <laughs> Jim. Jim Hickey and I, have, yeah. we're very, very close. And uh, he was... I don't know, 25 years older than me. And he's, he was awesome. So, so awesome. I'm so grateful for his friendship. It brings me back to that, those pillar friendships, right? So Jim has passed on now. And I remember feeling when he passed, and I felt this similarly when other friends have passed as well, feeling like I was less safe in the world. And that was a, a, a fair bit ago because I've learned since then that those certainly those friendships support us in a different way when they are no longer physically in in this life with us you know to call on the phone or have our back when some shit goes down or whatever uh but that those friendships definitely live on through us in our choices in the in our values and how we live inspired by their their legacy like that's a huge thing for me with lost friends is that it it means something to me to not necessarily I have to do this because otherwise I'll be sad they have to live on through me not like some sort of you know uh you know you can't you haven't grieved or something type of feeling but more like this person made an impact on my life and I'm so fucking grateful. And as a result, I want to transform that inspiration into something concrete and real, whether it's relational or creative or whatever. And so that's like really cool. And Jim's just a good example of an intergenerational friendship of mine. When I was in the uh, elevator industry, which is what I did when I was a younger guy, I was a blue collar guy. Um, I had a friend, his name was Peter Baines and he's also passed on now and he was, he's more than double my age and we were really good friends. Like it was one of the people that I truly cherished in my young adulthood, you know, uh, as, a somebody that I could relate to, but also just enjoyed bantering and sharing company and doing all the silly things that you do when your friends, you know, telling stories and, and being silly. And we worked together. So we would spend hours, you know, twisting wrenches and screwdrivers and haul and stuff and driving places. And, and that friendship was really, really powerful. And it, it maintained, even when I moved away from uh, Toronto, where I lived when I was younger and, that friendship stayed strong. We always stayed in touch and really cherished each other. And 
even now, uh, he's long gone, his wife and I still maintain awesome. a communication, you know, because that friendship is so strong that it even stays beyond, you know, it carries yep. on afterwards. And uh, I can think of many times where I use his quotes or I have my way of doing what I do in my life is influenced by his types of behaviors. You know, he had a, he was an artist with electrical wires and the way that he would do everything was always just so you know, beautifully done, you know? <sighs> and so that, that impacted who I am as a person. And, and I really and truly value that, you know, that deepening of the friendship because it's left a lasting impact on who I am. And I think that's probably the big thing right like when we get down to it we go what is it about that that defines friendship is it's when we see something in somebody and we want to have that in ourselves you know when there's a value that we're like wow that person's awesome i really think (laughs) that person's awesome for this reason or for these reasons or whatever things uh, whatever values that they hold that we see them and we're like, man, I want to have those values too. And they enrich our lives or we enrich theirs yeah. uh, for that exchange. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it can be such, such a beautiful ground for healing. You know, like one of my old stories was I'm a burden, like one of my old stories was, oh, I'm a burden. Oh, oh, oh I don't want to bother you. Like th- things like that, you know, this is old again, but I've transformed a lot of this stuff through my friendships is why I bring this stuff up is, you know, like why there's these like sort of challenging pieces of my life story are connected to friendship is because I've healed so much through those experiences and it's so funny, like even even in this more recent uh, uh, I want to make friends where I live uh, social experiment that I've do, doing in my life last few years, even knowing that story uh, is old and isn't real and is nonsense, I still made sure to watch for it, right? Because part of it is like this invite people to do things. A few years ago, I put on my goals list, invite someone to do, invite one person to do something at least once a month, because otherwise I could easily go into my own little reclusive thing, letting myself just isolate and not make an effort to actually engage others or create experiences for others to say yes to. Like I know when I get invitations, I am so grateful. I'm so thankful that a person thought of me, whether I can go or not, doesn't even matter. But the fact that someone thought of me, extended an invitation to me, and wanted to try and made an effort to include me in something is really, really wonderful. And so for me, from a values perspective, it again, it's not like, I need to extend invitations all the time, all day, and overwhelm my life with that type of inclusion. But it is connected to my value of inclusion. It is connected to my own desire to connect and bond and make memories with people I like and people I love. So it's it's a no-lose scenario when it's done consciously in my experience. You know... One of the habits that I've created for myself, and it's become conscious, initially it was something that just started happening, and now I take a very close ear to it, and I pay really 
tight attention is that whenever uh, somebody randomly appears in my mind, uh, just a friend, suddenly I start thinking about them for some reason without any particular knowing why that a friend or they appeared in my thoughts is I make a point to stop what I'm doing and just shout out to them and send them a message. So I'll, I'll, you know, just yesterday I had uh, my friend Jay pop into my head, Jay Epstein. And I was like, I wonder how he's doing. Cause he was going through a rough patch a while back. His knee got really um, injured and he was having a long time with recovery. And I'm like, I want to just check in and see how he is, you know? And immediately, you know, I happened to be having my hands full of something at the time I was working. And I'm like, yeah, I'm going to send him a message later. And then, you know, later on, I'm like, no, you, I got his head popped in my head again, you know? And I feel like when somebody just arrives in my consciousness that there's always a reason for that and reaching out, making that simple little connection. Hey, how are you? I was think just thinking about you. Yeah. You know, just as simple as that, just to say, I was just thinking about you. That's such a huge value for me. And I know from this show as an example of receiving the tidbits from people, you know, messages, Oh man, I listened to the show. Thank you. You know, those little connections. It's so valuable to sit to both send and to receive and it's become this habit that I've created over the last years that now just is part of my every day. And I would say it happens every single day. Yeah. And I just randomly send a message to somebody and they can be completely out of the blue sometimes. Maybe somebody I haven't talked to in years and maybe the message is something completely silly uh, or maybe it's more serious. Who knows, you know, but it's all about recognizing those bonds that might exist over lots of time or lots of distance and not allowing them to be barriers to continuing to deepen those friendships. Yeah, absolutely. I do the same thing. I love it. And that's that was on my list too. And it can be intentional as well. Like if I, because I was putting, I've sort of made a little list about like how the, you know, how I would nurture or make sure I keep my friendships cared for. As I just wrote, like, text check-ins, you know. You can obviously call, too. And if you don't want to call, you can always use, like, voice message on WhatsApp where you can record your voice. So it's a little less intrusive, a little less maybe, you know, scary for people who don't want to use the phone or make a, make a phone call. Those are ways that we can connect and just care for our relationships in a way that is manageable with all of the varied competing forces and responsibilities we all have. So yeah, I love that. You know, the, uh, what you just said about in inviting people to do things, I think some of my best friends are the ones that invite themselves. <laughs> cool. I love it yeah. when I've had friends of mine just be like, Hey, I decided to join you on your trip, you know, and, and <laughs> be like, Oh, uh, okay. <laughs> cool <laughs> you know so so you're coming <laughs> okay great <laughs> yeah. and I love it when my friends do that because I feel like it says a lot about uh even if it's maybe not somebody that I would even have thought we were that good of friends you know it, it's there's a certain statement inside of this I want to spend more time with you I like what you're doing I like where you're going I like what you're up to I want to do that with you I'm coming you know and <laughs> I think that's part of our best, like some of our best friend networks are built on that, like 
I'm going to walk next to you for a while. That's you know? cool. That's yeah. beautiful. Oh, I love that. Fun. I'm going to yeah. walk next to you for a while. <laughs> I would absolutely, absolutely be remiss in an episode on friendship if I did not talk about us. I am so grateful. And it's funny because I, I think, I feel like you and I are a good example. Obviously, this is a creative project. It's a, you know... It's a thing that we're building. Yeah, there's a financial component. So I guess there's a business element, even though we don't even remotely think of it like that, guys. just I'm just more acknowledging the whole reality of what Trust the Journey is. And no question about it for me that the friendship, our friendship, is by and large number one, most important to me. And... I feel like that's a key reason why we this works so well is that we care about each other as friends sort of above all things even though we're very committed to all the things of making this great and of course we believe fundamentally that in so doing we are adding value to other people so of course that is there um I just for me it's very clear in in even professional pursuits that the best ones have had a tone and thread of really important and positive and beautiful friendship. So thank you. I love you. (laughs) Thank you. I think it's all, it's all about friendship, right? In, in the end, like even our, our businesses are friendships, our families are friendships, you know, our relationship to ourselves, our personal path is friendship. Yes. Yeah, for me, there's friendship everywhere. In every piece of my life that has been highly successful, friendship has been a key component of that. And I mean, to all the animal lovers out there. Yes. Right? Some of our best friends are not even humans. I know. Right? Don't get me started. The very (laughs) best friends are not even humans, right? (laughs) Don't get me started. Yeah. Oh, gosh, I really feel like I could talk about friendship ad infinitum. Like, I really feel like I could talk about friendship forever. Like, I I really feel like we could do a whole another episode just talking about the specific relationships or friendship that, that have impacted us the most. I mean, conceptually, it's so clear to me. Just there's so much here. And that, again, goes back to the very start of of the power of it at least that I've witnessed in my life and as a result why I now very consciously care even more about it and maybe that's because I'm in my 40s now and I recognize that oh these relationships are really 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 big deal and I am at a point where I'll never have quote, as old of friends as I have now because I'm this far along in my life and I only have X number of years potentially barring awesome science. (laughs) You know what I mean? In this particular iteration. So anyway. I think that in my personal experience, just to put value to any of my friends who are out there listening to this episode, I want to say thank you for being my friend because... I really appreciate you. And the two things that I feel like are probably at the top of my 
totem poles of value in life is music and friendship when it comes to like, what am I most grateful for in this world? And I'm glad that I can breathe and I love eating and I like being able to move. And I saw all these things that are amazing, but like right down at like the core essence, like what are the biggies? The music is so, so, so high on my list and friendship is right there. And I will travel across the world and I do all the time to go be with people just to go be with people, you know? Just totally. to go spend time with people that are meaningful and important in my lives, you know, in my lives. <laughs> it's all about friends and music yeah. and dancing. Ah, uh, well, know. it's funny. You, I, I'm, you know how I always say love and hilarity. It's love is absolutely constitutes and talks and is friendship. That's what I feel is number one love and hilarity. That's why I think I love so much making my funny movies with my friends. It's like two of my most favorite things coming together and why I have this weird unlimited energy for it. <laughs> I, like, I like walking next to my friends. Yeah. I think that's one of my absolute favorite things just going walking together. I agree. I am grateful for all of my friends listening to, by the way, team. I just, uh, I love that Jay shared that with all of his loves and I love all of you as well. And everybody listening, whether we've met or not, it's true that we love you. And I, yeah, I look forward to the day our paths might cross. Anything else, my dear? Oh, For no. today? Yeah, let's wrap this up. Yeah. Yeah. Some good stuff. I mean, and, and I got, we've said it a bunch of times, guys, but for real, if you want to join the Trust the Journey family, that is definitely a breeding ground for friendship, no doubt, connection, support. Yeah. So if you do go to trustthejourney.today, our website, scroll down, there's a button down at the bottom. It's orange. It says donate on Patreon. It can be any amount, you know, it can be a dollar a month and it'll get you into that private Facebook group where, we are cultivating connections and friendships, all of the things that we talk about in our values for the show. So you are invited officially and always if you want to join us. And if you want to be a friend, go ahead and share one of our episodes. If there's something that you have resonated with that we've been chatting about, send us to a friend. Uh, like, subscribe on iTunes. Uh, send a writer of a review. Tell tell us what you think about our shows. What we could do better. What we would do well. Whatever you happen to want to share. Say thank you. Say you guys suck. <laughs> yeah, I want to hear that. Yeah. The loving mirror is never is all is not always pleasant. <laughs> but yeah, guys, thank you so much for being with us. We love you so so much. And as always, remember, keep laughing. Keep loving and keep trusting the journey.